going on in Psalm 32. We're going to focus on verses 3 and 4 today, but I'd like to read uh, verses 1 through 5. From Psalm 32. A psalm of David, a contemplation. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man to whom the Lord does not impute iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no deceit. When I kept silent, my bones grew old through my groaning all the day long. For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. My vitality was turned into the drought of summer. I acknowledged my sin to you, and my iniquity I have not hidden. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord, and you forgave the iniquity of my sin. Let's pray. Oh Lord, this is your inerrant word, and we are your children in need of understanding it and of applying it. And so we ask for the guidance and the power of your Holy Spirit now to hear your word and to obey it. May we come rightly to your table now in the name of Jesus Christ, our Redeemer. Amen. So we saw several weeks ago that David began this song by saying that those who are forgiven of their transgressions, of his law, of the law of God, and whose sin has been covered, they should be, they should call themselves blessed. They should be blessed. They should be happy, should be rejoicing. But now in verses three and four, he contrasts that state of blessing with what happens to those who have not sought the Lord's forgiveness. And he said in verse 3, when I kept silent, my bones grew old through my groaning all the day long. He was not at this point a really old man, but he said his bones are growing old. David was silent before the Lord when he should have confessed. He delayed confession until Nathan came and confronted him. And so he experienced inward and outward weakness. Spurgeon said this, he was silent as to confession, but not as to sorrow. Horror at his great guilt drove David to incessant laments until his voice was no longer like the articulate speech of man, but so full of sighing and groaning that it resembled the hoarse roaring of a wounded beast. He's pouring out his sorrow here. Matthew Henry wrote about the person who, he said, will not unburden their consciences by a penitent confession, nor seek for peace as they ought by faithful and fervent prayer, and who choose rather to pine away in their iniquities than to take the method which God has appointed of finding rest for their souls. Praise God, there is a means to find rest. The Lord has given us by his grace and through the work of the Lord Jesus on the cross, a means, a method to have peace of heart, peace of conscience, and rest for our souls. He's allowed us to come into his presence and to admit our sin, to confess it and find forgiveness. And that access is only through the work and the merits of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Romans 5 says, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom? Through the Lord Jesus, we also have access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. So we stand in grace. We have access to that amazing grace by what the Lord did. And we have peace because of him and access of faith uh, by faith to be able to stand in his grace as we do now. The grace that we can know because we have been justified 
by him, by, uh, and our sin has been covered. <clears throat> and then we're able to confess, as Rodney was sharing, we must continue to do this. We are able to confess, and we're able to ask for forgiveness. And I got to thinking that silence in this regard prolongs our grief and our sorrow and our pain, and it restricts our relationship with the Lord. Keeping silent about the sin we should be confessing to the Lord, who knows it all anyway, is utterly foolish, for one thing, but harmful. And this kind of silence can impact, I believe, our mental state and our physical state. In Psalm 38, David said this, There is no soundness in my flesh because of your anger, nor any health in my bones because of my sin. For my iniquities have gone over my head like a heavy burden. They are too heavy for me. And he said in Psalm 31, My strength fails because of my iniquity, and my bones waste away. So his bones grew old. In the older English, his, his waxed old, it says. In other words, he became worn out. He was sapped of energy and health and vitality. And here in Psalm 32, verse 4, it says, For day and night your hand was heavy upon me. Day and night. My vitality was turned into the drought of summer. And Spurgeon said, Unconfessed transgression, like a fierce poison, dried up the fountain of David's strength and made him like a tree blasted by the lightning or a plant withered by the scorching heat of a tropical sun. You can imagine the, that kind of physical impact. Now, by contrast, praise God, in Proverbs 3, it says, Fear the Lord. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. It will be health to your flesh and strength to your bones. Praise God. Proverbs 17 says, A merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. And at this table is meant to be healing, like medicine to the soul. It's restorative because of the grace that we are again remembering and experiencing when we come, which the Lord gives us through his covenant love for us and which we receive by faith. James 5 also relates praying and confessing to our health. Is anyone among you suffering? Let him pray. Is anyone cheerful? Let him sing psalms. Is anyone among you sick? Let him call for the elders of the church and let them pray over him, anointing him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith will save, or the word there is heal. So the prayer of faith will heal the sick and the Lord will raise him up. And if he has committed sins, he will be forgiven. Confess your trespasses to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. The effective, fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. And I'd like to conclude with this promise. This is from Psalm 73. Whom have I in heaven but you? And there is nothing, there is none upon earth that I desire beside you, speaking to the Lord. My flesh and my heart may fail, but God is the strength of my heart and my portion forever. Are you weary today? May you be restored as you remember and obey, coming to the table by receiving the sign and seal that the Lord has given of his covenant of grace with us. Let's pray. Dear Lord, in our weakness, we rightly come to you. We must come to you. You are our strength. And we thank you for allowing us to come and 
and to confess to you and to one another and to find again the joy of being forgiven and strengthened by your grace. O Lord, restore us, we pray, in your mercy. And may we rejoice that you are the strength of our heart and our portion forever. Thank you, Lord, that through our Lord Jesus Christ, we have access by faith into this grace in which we now stand. And we praise you in the name of Jesus. Amen.